Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of Acts. Well, hello, faithful listener, and happy Thursday. Today, we're going to be discussing a very interesting question out of Acts chapter 18. We're going to be talking about who beat up Sosthenes. And you might be like, who is Sosthenes? (laughs) Well, he's only mentioned here and like one other place in all of scripture. But there's a question of who beat this man up and why they beat him up. So we're going to talk about that today. So let's go ahead and read Acts chapter 18, verses 9 through 17 today. And as I always do, I will be reading at the WEB. But please feel free to pause the podcast real quick while you go grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning on this chilly morning. You need a nice hot beverage to enjoy while we read the Bible together. And also make sure to grab the version of the Bible that you prefer to read out of. And let's once again read Acts chapter 18, 9 through 17 this morning. The Lord said to Paul in the night by a vision, don't be afraid, but speak and don't be silent for I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you for I have many people in this city. He lived there a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. But when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews with one accord rose up against Paul and brought him before the judgment seat saying, this man persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. But when Paul was about to open up his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, If indeed it were a matter of wrong or of wicked crime, you Jews, it would be reasonable that I should bear with you. But if they are questions about words and names and your own law, look to it yourselves, for I don't want to be judge of these matters. So he drove them from the judgment seat. Then all the Greeks seized Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. Gallio didn't care about any of these things. So where we left off last time, Paul was not speaking in the synagogue. He was actually speaking in a house that was next door to the synagogue. And he had gotten into some trouble with the Jews. In other words, the Jews were constantly opposing him, constantly opposing the gospel and blaspheming God and the Holy Spirit. And so that was why Paul decided to not speak in the synagogue any longer, but to speak in a house that was next door to the synagogue. And uh, this house belonged to some guy named Justice. Justice was obviously a Christian and invited Paul in so that Paul could speak in his house. And many people actually started coming to Paul to listen to the gospel. And what's really funny is one of the people that actually came to Paul to listen to the gospel was actually the leader of the synagogue. His name was Crispus. (laughs) And what's funny about that is that Crispus could have been one of the people who was opposing Paul in the synagogue because Crispus was the leader of that synagogue. And yet after Paul left and started speaking at a house next door to the synagogue, that was when Crispus became a Christian. But now we see that Paul was experiencing some fear. And you might be like, Paul experienced fear, everything that Paul went through. And yeah, he most likely did because if Paul weren't experiencing fear, why would God come to him with this message? Don't be afraid, but speak and don't be silent for I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you for I have many people in this city. So if Paul weren't struggling in this way, I don't see any reason why God would come to Paul with this vision. So this means that every single person can experience fear. And that included Paul. 
And I can understand why Paul was afraid. He had already experienced so much pushback. Think about Paul's ministry up until this point. He's been stoned. He's been beaten. He's he's had his life put on the line multiple times. And in just a short period of time, he's had to move from city to city to city because so many people just want to kill him because of the message that he is speaking about Jesus. That is how angry everybody is about the gospel message getting out there. And people are angry about it because Jesus actually said that if they do this to me, they're going to do it to you because a servant is not better than the master. So if people treated Jesus with so much contempt and so much anger and hatred and they ended up killing him, of course, anybody who follows after Jesus the the right way, the way that Jesus tells us to follow after him are going to experience an amount of persecution because none of us are greater than Jesus is, obviously. And so if they treated Jesus that way, they are going to treat us that way. And Paul had experienced so much persecution already that he's had to move from city to city to city in such a short period of time. And already just being in Corinth for a short while, he's experiencing pushback again from the Jewish leaders there. And he's probably like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to have to move again. How is the gospel going to get out there if I keep having to move? If the Jewish people just keep blocking the gospel message from getting out, how is it going to get out? And I can imagine Paul is feeling all of this. I'm sure there's an amount of fear of just the gospel getting out as well, not just on Paul's own life, but I'm sure that he is also scared that the gospel isn't going to get out there and that he's not going to fulfill his purpose in any of these cities that he's coming to, especially since it was the Holy Spirit that told Paul to go to Greece initially because Paul didn't want to go to Greece. If you remember, he actually wanted to go to Asia and the Holy Spirit was like, no, you're not going to go to Asia. You're going to go up to Greece. And so far, Paul has not experienced a ton of success in Greece. Rather, he's had just like pushback after pushback after persecution after persecution. So the Holy Spirit comes to him and says, do not be afraid, but speak and don't be silent for I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you for I have many people in this city. And that is extremely encouraging on, on so many levels that one little sentence that God said to Paul probably quelled all of Paul's fears. It certainly quelled the fear of Paul speaking, getting the message out there. It quelled that fear because the Holy Spirit says to speak and don't be silent for I am with you. So Paul will have his purpose of going to Greece fulfilled because the Holy Spirit is with Paul. Secondly, no one is going to attack or harm you. And I'm sure Paul is very sick of that. <laughs> Who wouldn't be sick of that, of just being attacked and uh, mistreated and your life always on the line? Who wouldn't be sick of that? So God says, Paul, you're going to be okay. Speak and don't be silent. No one's going to attack you. No one's going to harm you while you're here in Corinth. And also, I have many people in this city. And I'm sure that that was the third fear that Paul had, that all these people in these cities were not receiving the message. They weren't understanding it or wanting to accept it. And I'm sure Paul was feeling like he is him and his team are like the only ones 
I don't know if you've ever felt that way. I have a handful of times, especially if you go to a school, <laughs> like any school. If you are a student who is a Christian, I can imagine you kind of feel that way. Like you're the only one who is a Christian. You and maybe one other student that you know about. And I remember feeling that way in high school and also in college. So it can feel very scary. And I'm sure Paul was feeling some of that as well. Feeling like he is the only one, you know, in the city, him and his team that believe in Jesus. But, but God says, no, you're not the only one. I have many people in this city. So Paul listens to this message from the Holy Spirit, and he ends up staying in Corinth longer than basically any place else so far. He stays in Corinth for a year and six months. So a year and a half teaching the word of God among them. So he is doing good work. He is listening to the Holy Spirit and nothing is getting in his way at this point. And I'm sure Paul is like, oh my gosh, this is great. Paul finally has rest. Like God gave Paul rest from all of his enemies. And we just talked about that yesterday, which is kind of interesting. But Paul probably had this period of rest where he's just like, oh, this is great. I can just spread the gospel without people, you know, trying to backstab me at every turn. However, one story ends up happening in Corinth. So it says here that Gallio became the proconsul of Achaia. And so when Gallio became the proconsul, the Jews all decided to bring Paul to Gallio. They like led Paul over there and they forced Paul in to this courtroom and Gallio was sitting there at the judgment seat. And so all these Jews start talking about how terrible Paul is and how he's bringing this message that is against the law, you know, trying to spread these gods that they don't want to worship, basically. And so Gallio sits there on his little throne, <laughs> his little judgment seat, listening to the Jews complain about Paul. And Paul is, you know, probably sitting in some sort of chamber or something like that. And Paul is about to speak to Gallio. Paul is about to refute what these Jews are saying. And before Paul could even say a word, Gallio is like, I don't want to hear this. I don't care. <laughs> Here's what he says. He says, look, you Jews. That's what he says. He says, you Jews, if indeed it were a matter of wrong or wicked crime, you Jews, it would be reasonable that I should bear with you. But if there are questions about words and names and your laws, look to it yourself. I don't care. He says, I don't want to be your judge over these things. So Gallio could care less about Christianity, about faith, about the Jewish faith, about anything. He didn't care. He didn't want to hear it. And so he's just irritated that the Jews would come to him over this quote unquote trivial thing. So he lets Paul go immediately. And then something really curious happens. It says that after Gallio drove them from the judgment seat, so like literally kicked them out, it says all the Greeks seized Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. And Gallio didn't care about any of these things. So what in the world happened here? There are a few theories because the word for Greeks, the, the word that was used here, could either mean 
Greeks or Jews. It basically meant the community. So that's the first thing that's a little bit confusing about this. And depending on the version you read, it might say Greeks. It might say Jews. So we don't actually know who beat up Sosthenes. We have no clue. It could have been the Greeks. It could have been the Jews. A lot of people think, most people actually, when I was looking this up online, think that it was the Jews that beat up Sosthenes. And here's why. Because Sosthenes took over as the synagogue ruler after Crispus became a Christian. So Crispus, who I talked about at the beginning of this episode, was the ruler of the synagogue, the Jewish synagogue, but he became a Christian. And it's possible that Sosthenes took over for Crispus after all of that happened. And so the reason the Jews decided to beat up Sosthenes was because he also became a Christian and the Jews were so enraged over Christianity and over Paul, but they couldn't beat up Paul because Gallio had just kicked them all out and told Paul to go, right? So nobody was allowed to touch Paul. So instead they took Sosthenes, who was the ruler of the synagogue, who had become a Christian and ended up beating him right then and there right in front of Gallio and Gallio basically did nothing. And we know that actually that Sosthenes did at one point become a Christian because Paul mentions him later on. He says, my brother Sosthenes. So both rulers of the synagogue, Crispus and now Sosthenes became Christians. And we don't know exactly at what point they became Christians. We don't know if Sosthenes was a Christian at this point, but, but it's very possible that he was. And so that's why the Jews were so angry was because they were so sick of Christianity that they just took Sosthenes, their ruler, and beat the crap out of him, basically. And uh, that was their way of getting back at Paul or something like that. So that is one theory of what happened here. The other theory is that the Greeks beat up Sosthenes. So this could be either Gallio's men who were in the, the room with Gallio, they took the leader of the Jews, who happened to be Sosthenes in Corinth, and beat him. Just because they didn't like Jews, Gallio clearly hated Jews and didn't want to hear about any of their laws, didn't care. And so it's possible that Gallio's own men took Sosthenes and beat him up right then and there in front of Gallio, and Gallio did not care. Or it could be that there was an uprising. The Greeks were very tired of the Jews, and they didn't like Jews because throughout all of history, Jews have been extremely unpopular. And so the Greeks took the Jewish leader after all of this happened and beat him up to give a lesson to the Jews or something like that. So there's a lot of things that could have been happening, but we're not exactly sure what happened. We just know that poor Sosthenes, who at one point became a Christian, ended up getting beat either because he was a Christian and the Jews were angry about that or because he was a Jewish man and the Greeks were mad about that. So either way, poor Sosthenes just could not win because he was both a Christian and a Jew. And those are two of the most unpopular groups of people throughout the world is Jewish people and Christians. So it's just an interesting little story. But whatever happened, you can see that there was a lot of unrest in Corinth. And so Paul is getting pretty close to leaving. He's going to go back to Antioch and encourage the disciples there for a while. Faithful listeners, if you love this podcast, then please click all the links in the description 
of the episode because there's a lot going on. And I have a new episode coming out on YouTube very soon. I know I've been saying that for like two weeks, but I promise it's coming out very soon. (laughs) But it's going to be a interview that I did with a man who got into a serious motorcycle accident that almost killed him and how God sustained him through all of that and how his faith grew through all of that, even though he still has lasting problems from that particular accident that he got into. So that is going to be up on my YouTube channel very soon once I'm finished with it. So make sure you go to YouTube so you do not miss out on that. But faithful listeners, if you would like to support this podcast, then check me out on Coffee. I I just think that is the cutest name ever. It looks like Ko-Fi, but it's actually Coffee. And that is a place where you can give a gift if you would like to, to help support this podcast further. Faithful listeners, I will see you all on the next episode tomorrow, and we will be in the book of 1 Samuel in the Old Testament. I'll see you guys then, 6 a.m. or whenever you choose to wake up and listen. Happy listening, and God bless.